Welcome to Freedom for Serafina. I am your host, A.B. Ridgeway, and prepare to be blessed. A.B., yeah, cue the music. Let's make this happen. I want to go where the moon shines bright. I want to dance under the stars tonight. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I feel truly blessed that you took the time out of your day to listen to us because this show is dedicated to you and the people that you love. See, sometimes we just need to pick me up. I share heartwarming stories, poems, inspirational writings, and lessons we wish we learned when we were younger. But it's never too late to teach the next generation. So I want to thank you for joining us as we relive happy moments of our childhood and things we need to hear as adults. Let's open in prayer. Dear God, thank you for blessing us with the opportunity to bring a second show. We pray that the listener understands that we are here to bring good tidings and blessings through these writings. Judge not, lest ye be judged first. We are not here to condemn anyone, but to magnify your name by sharing the lessons you have taught us in our lives. Until that day comes, amen. All right, everybody, let's jump right into it. The first writing is called Divine Timing. Divine Timing is about letting God do the timing. Tonight, my oldest son wants to be rich and famous, and not now, but right now. I take the time to explain Divine Timing and how God is in control of what we will be and when we will be it. I teach my son that all we can do is be good stewards of the time God has given us and make choices according to his divine will. This is our life to live. We must be on God's time, not the time set by others. We'll dive a little bit deeper into time shaming after we hear this piece, but as I said before, let's get right into it and I'll see you on the other side of this blessing. Son. Good night, Dad. Dad? Mm-hmm. When I grow up, I want to be an actor and a singer. Well, maybe one day you will, God willing. But I want to be rich and famous now, though. Well, let me tell you a story first about divine timing. Divine timing. It's never too late to do what you want. See, son? I believe how we are raised has a huge impact on how we view time and success. See, I remember elementary school and the first time that I realized that you could be held back a grade if you didn't pass. How did that make me feel? I know for me, I was scared. It made me feel like there was a time limit for success. If you took too long to learn something, that you failed. You play basketball, you're down by one point, you have two seconds left, and you don't score. The horn blows, and the game is over. You only get so much time to win. And as we age and grow into adulthood, I think we carry this illusion with us. We think we must have a college degree by age 22, or we fail. If we're not married by age 25, we fail again. No kids by age of 30, still working at age 67. You get my point. But says who? We all had those moments of self-doubt, feeling it was too late to be successful. But success 
is on God's timing, not ours. I think we have erroneously confused urgency with efficiency. Ecclesiastics, chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. That's divine timing. It's not that we have to rush to be successful, but we soon realize that maybe we aren't where we want to be because we are not using our time efficiently. We start to realize the things and the people we give our time to is not the best use of it. Remember, I said efficiently. Chasing what others have can be inefficient. Watching TV can be inefficient. Even reading can be inefficient if it's not the right season for that task. This is a time management issue. And let's be real. Even taking the time to speak to you tonight would be a waste of time if you didn't internalize what I was telling you about time efficiency and how to improve it. But for me, I've allocated this time to spend with you to teach you a few of the lessons that I've learned in my life. This 10 minutes was my season to dive into my heart and understand my concept of time and how I used it in my own life and share it with you. See, time is an abstract concept and how we choose to use it will determine if we are slaves to it or if we're masters over it. See me, I'm trying to free myself from it. So don't let anyone time shame you. Be proud of what you built with the time you were given. You want to start a business at age 50? Play in that basketball league and win a championship at age 45? Or learn to sing on stage at 55? This is your life in your divine timing. No one else's. They have their time and you'll have yours. Finally, if you don't take anything away from our talk tonight, take this. To beat the illusion of time, you must give your best to everything you do and use your time efficiently. Whether a task takes you one day or 100 years, just make sure it takes you that long and not just how long it took you. Because the completion of a task is the mark of the success, not how long it took you. Dad? Mm-hmm? I think I'm going to let God determine when I'm going to be rich and famous. You know what, son? I think that's a good idea. Isn't this true? We are on God's time. And it's sad that we live in a society that time shames us. See, those who are 35 and maybe never graduated high school are shamed for not having a high school degree. And they are shamed if they try to go back and get one. And that is just not right. See, I teach my son that the only thing that matters is when he does something, not when others do. That is the mark of the success. Is there something that's occurring in your life right now where maybe you're looking at your peers and saying, well, I'm that age. Why am I not that successful? I work the same job. Why don't I get paid as much? I think sometimes we need to stop looking outside and start looking inside.
Once again, I want to give a huge thank you to Matt Roberts, who is over the podcast division at AOC Lafayette for this opportunity to broadcast. He understands that your community needs you to help bring good content to the community by the community. Now, if you feel you have something that needs to be heard, I need you to check out the website at aocinc.org and see where you can bring your ideas to life. Speaking of the listeners, if you like what you have heard from us, we'll be broadcasting new writings every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 a.m. And if you missed one, don't worry. You can always tune into this show at 3 p.m. on Sunday after church to catch up on the latest episodes. Well, enough of the logistics. Let's get back to these poems. Our next piece is called Archie Comics, Walnuts and Underwear. This is a lesson in gratitude. I reflect on a lesson that my dad taught me around Christmas time. As a spoiled kid, I looked at the small Christmas gift that my big mama had given me. But soon, I realized that out of the countless children she had, she still thought of me and gave out of what God had provided for her. See, God didn't give her much money, but he did give her the power of giving out of what she had. We must learn to appreciate what we have because it's all we got. Well, let's get right into it. And as always, I'll talk to you on the other side of this blessing. What do I think about when I think of Christmas? I think about my big mama's walnut tree her Archie comics and a pair of underwear. It's almost midnight in Southern Louisiana and I can't get my big mama off my mind. During one Christmas, a grandmother who had 11 kids and countless grandchildren gave me a Christmas gift. <laughs> Guess what it was? A 1950s Archie comic and a pair of underwear. As a spoiled kid in the 90s, when she said she had something for me, I got excited. But soon my excitement turned to disappointment as I saw the old comics because I wanted a video game system. My dad saw my sadness and looked at me with concern. He didn't get mad though. He just softly said, your big mama would say that Ann was better than Nan. Basically an old country saying I meant something was better than nothing. He explained that even though she didn't have thousands of dollars to buy each child and grandchild expensive gifts, she thought about you and one day you'll understand. You know what? I still think about that day. She would give her last to make sure that we had. We never left her home empty-handed. A can of food she got from the senior gleaners or a loaf of that sweet Hawaiian bread. Mm -mm. Now, I would give anything just to get one walnut from her tree she would have us pick up in her backyard, or hear her hit one note on that old piano she would play. So as I look into the night sky, I know she has something to do with what I have now. Not just my possessions, but my gratitude for what I do. So my plea to those who hear this Thank those that give you a piece of what God has given them, no matter how small. An encouraging word, a hug, or even a 1950 Archie comic, a pair of underwear, and a walnut. <laughs> God bless you.
Wow. I hope you felt blessed with that piece. It can apply to so many areas in our life. What are you grateful for? Sometimes it's too late to show gratitude, so make sure you give it while you can. See, our world is filled with things to be thankful for. And as you go about your day, count your blessings, because it's the small things that matter. That's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then share, subscribe, and leave a review over on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Just search for Freedom for Serafina, and you can always see us here at the AOC website at aocinc.org and search for Freedom for Serafina. Thank you for listening, and until the next time the Lord blesses us to be together, I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. A.B., yeah, cue the music. The people got places to go and things to do. I want to go where the moon shines bright. I want to dance under the stars tonight.